Paranormal is a professional paranormal team located in the Blue Water area. If you have any uneasy feelings, hear bumps in the night that cannot be explained, or hear rumors about your home or business, please give us a call. And you can go to bordercityparanormal.com. If you like what you're hearing, go to the listener support link in the description of this um, episode. As well, you can also go to anchor.fm slash one news weekly. And from there, you can uh, give a donation of 99 cents a month, four ninety nine, or nine ninety nine a month to help support the podcast and do what we do each day here. And it will deeply be appreciated. And it will go help support the commercial you just heard, that group, Border City Paranormal. And thank you so much. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of One News Weekly. I'm your host, Chris Baker. And I know, guys, it's been a little while since I've been on. I believe I last released an episode last Thursday. So it's been four or five days since I've been on here. But I've had a busy last few days, and I'm sorry, guys. But let's just dive back into this, the news. So the I, I want to start on sports today, actually. The... NFL is making history within its own league today. Uh, there has been two games ever played on a Tuesday. Uh, back on October 1st, 1946. And then the last time was December 28th, 2010. Both ga- those games were delayed due to weather. And ended up being played on a Tuesday night, which is really weird. If you come to think about it, their rules for scheduling, all games have to be played on a Thursday, Sunday, or Monday. So when they have games being played on Tuesdays, it's outside of their rules. So technically they're breaking their own rules. So come the 2020 season, it is now um, October 13th, and we have a game yet to be played. And that game is being played tonight. And it's being delayed, unfortunately, for a second time, too, where the um, Buffalo Bills are traveling to Tennessee Titans. And if you remember, Tennessee Titans were... A team um, that had a big, huge outbreak of COVID cases recently. And it was weird. They had like 10, 12 total people in their whole organization that contracted COVID cases. So this was originally a um, week four matchup. That was pushed back to week five. And now pushed back even further to today. 
the game starts at 7 p.m., so right around the time this you will be listening to this podcast when this podcast is being released. So, and both teams are sitting at 4-0 and 3-0, so undefeated. But that's the only game that has yet to be played um, as of this week. Because the New England Patriots game for this week was delayed as well. Um, postponed due to COVID as well. But week five, other week five matchups though are the Chicago Bears beating Tampa Bay Buccaneers 20-19. to uh, Houston, Texas beat the Jag- Jacksonville Jaguars 30-14. The uh, Baltimore Ravens beat the Bengals, uh, Cincinnati Bengals 27-3. The Carolina Panthers beat the Atlanta Falcons twenty three to sixteen, the Oakland, the L.A. L. Las Vegas Raiders. Sorry guys, beat the Kansas City Chiefs forty to thirty two, and that was actually that one is actually a huge upset because no one believed uh, Las Vegas was going to be uh, Kansas City at all. And then Arizona Cardinals beat the New York Jets thirty to ten. Pittsburgh Steelers beat. Their in-state rival, Philadelphia Eagles, 38-29. The LA Rams beat Team Washington, 30-10. Miami Dolphins rooted the San Francisco 49ers, 43-17. The Dallas Cowboys came away with the last second field goal to win against the New York Giants, uh, 37-34. The Cleveland Browns beat the Indianapolis Colts, 32-23. The Seattle Seahawks beat the uh, Minnesota Vikings uh, 27-26. And the Saint, uh, the New Orleans Saints uh, beat the LA Chargers 30-27 in overtime. So st- standings in the AFC. In the East is uh, Buffalo with a record of 4-0. Uh, New England Patriots are in second with a record of 2-2, two and two. Miami Dolphins in third with a record of 1-3, and three. and the New York Jets in fourth with a record of 0-4. And, and the West, in uh, first is Kansas City with a record of 4-0, which is not right to the standings. <coughs> and second is Las Vegas with... Uh, Record of two and two. And third is Denver. Give me a let me get a revised standings, guys. Revised standings in the AFC, uh, starting off with the West, because we already did the East. Uh, Kansas City is four and one, and first Las Vegas Raiders is three and two. Um, Denver Broncos are one and three and fourth. 
And then LA Chargers are in fourth with a record of one and four. The AFC North, uh, Pittsburgh is in first with a record of four and zero. Baltimore Ravens are in second with a record of four and one. And the Cincinnati, the Cleveland Raider, uh, Cleveland um, Browns, I guess, in third with a record of four and one. And then the Cincinnati Bengals in fourth with a record of one three and one. AFC South, Tennessee Titans are in first with a record of 3-0. Indianapolis Colts are in second with a record of 3-2. and uh, The Texans are in third with a record of 1-4. and four. The Jacksonville Jaguars are in fourth with a record of 1-4. and four. Over the NFC, in the West, Seattle is in first with a record of 5-0. LA Rams in second with 4-1. Uh, and third is Arizona Cardinals with a record of two and three, and in fourth is uh, the Forty ers with a record of two and three. And the NFC South, the New Orleans Saints are in first with a record of three and two. Tampa Bay Buccaneers three and two, and second and third Carolina Panthers three and two, and and last is Atlanta Falcons with a record of zero and five. And the NFC East. The Dallas Cowboys are in first with a record of two and three, and second is the uh, Philadelphia Eagles with a record of one, three, and one. Team Washington in four and third with a record of one and four, and in fourth is the New York Giants with a record of zero and five. And finally, rounding out the standings is the NFC North with a uh, first is the Packers with a record of four and zero. The Cleveland Browns are four and one. The Detroit Lions are in third with a record of one and three. And then the Minnesota Vikings are in fourth with a record of one and four. Okay, everyone, this one, this story is actually kind of an interesting one because um, there was a Japanese tourist that went to um, Peru for the... Machu Picchu um, tourist attraction, the the um, World Heritage Site. He went there there back in March, right before everything got closed, and he got stranded there because as soon as he was about to actually go there, everything just shut down on him, and so he's been stranded there for the last seven months, and not even going there for the reason that he intended to go there either but the peru government opened the incan ruins of machu picchu for the um single japanese uh tourists who had been who who had been waiting the seven months from to open and he he did put in a special well, request, though, to the culture uh, minister, though. And he was giving special uh, access to this because of being so far from home and waiting seven months for it. The Machu Picchu is set to reopen at a reduced capacity next month, though. But seeing that he waited seven months, they... It, they thought it was would be a cool thing for him. 
Uh, Mr. Katima, which is the guy that went out there, only planned to spend a few days, but became stranded in the town of Augusta, or Catalines, near Machu Picchu in mid-March because of the coronavirus travel regulation. And he had come to Peru with the dream of being able to enter. Uh, they said in a virtual press conference. Uh, he was permitted to enter the ruins on Saturday with the head of the park so that he can do this before returning to his country. And the tour is truly amazing, thank you, he said. And so being able to do this and then being able to go home it must be an amazing, like, amazing time for him to get that really if he can get the chance to really live out his dream and go home finally. The must be a hard time though on him because uh, Peru did report 849,000 corona cases and 33,000 deaths since the beginning of the pandemic which uh, was collected by John Hopkins University um, so living in a country that has had that much death and corona cases that not your home country being far away from your family on that one just so you could have gone to see a world heritage site is very stressful so um, let's be happy for this guy that he finally got to see what he wanted and being being able to after seven months to go back to his family as well. In other world news, the the biggest World War II bomb ever found in Poland exploded underwater on Tuesday as Navy drivers tried to defuse it. More than 750 people had been evacuated from the area near the P.S. Canal outside the town of Swishush, where the Tallboy bomb used by the Britain Royal Air Force was found. It weighed nearly 5,400 kilograms, which included about 2,400 kilograms of explosives, so that's definitely a Tallboy. The deflagration process turned into detonation. The object was considered as neutralized. It will pose, it will not pose any more threat. The second lieutenant, um, Griscor's Lewandowski, the spokesman of the uh, Coastal Defense Flotilla, was quoted as saying by the state-run news agency PAP, "All mine drivers were outside the danger zone, though." Uh, Sushush contains a liquefied natural gas LNG a terminal, but a spokesman for the town's mayor told PAP no one was injured and no one, uh, no infrastructure had been damaged. The Pistas Canal connects the Baltic Sea up with the Oder River and Poland's border with Germany. The bomb was dropped, though by the RAF in 1945 in an attack on the German cruiser Lutzo.
Coming back to U.S.-based news, the U.S. Justice Department on Tuesday accused uh, Stephanie Winston uh, Wolkoff, author of a tell-all book about First Lady Melania Trump, of breaking their non-disclosure agreement and asked the court to set aside profits from the book in the government trust. In a complaint field uh, filed in U.S. Dis- District Court in Washington, Justice Department lawyers said Winston Wolkoff, a former aide who fell out with the uh, uh, First Lady, failed to submit a government review of a draft of her book. Melania and me, the rise of, and fall of my friendship with the First Lady, which offers an unflattering portrayal of the president's uh, wife. Uh, lawyers for Winston Wolkoff uh, were not immediately available to respond uh, to a request for comment. Uh, the complaint said the Justice Department uh, has jurisdiction in the case because of the First Lady's traditional role, public role dating back to Martha Washington, wife of the first U.S. President George Washington. The government asked that any profits Winston uh, Wolkoff might realize from the book and subsequent a movie deal or documentaries be set aside into a constructive trust with the monies ultimately going to the Treasury Department. Uh, published six weeks ago, the book was for a time on the New York bestseller, New York Times bestseller list. It sells for about sixteen eighty on Amazon.com. The United States seeks to hold Miss Wolkoff to her contractual and fictionary uh, obligations to ensure that she is not unjustly uh, enriched by her breach of the duties she freely assumed when she served as an advisor to the First Lady. Said a copy of the complaint seen by readers. It says uh, Winston Wolkoff and Mrs. Trump in August 2017 sealed a gracious services agreement related to non-public privileged and or confidential information that she might obtain during her service under their agreement. Uh, That was a contract with the United States and therefore enforceable by the United States, said Justice Department spokesman uh, Kerry Kopech. The government action was similar to the Justice Department uh, attempts to stop publication of a book uh, published in June by former Trump uh, National Security Advisor John Bolton. Bolton was accused of uh, divulging national security secrets, a, jar- a charge he denied. Uh, publication went ahead anyway, and a court battle continues over his book as well, The Room Where It Happened. And Winston Wolkoff's tenure at the White House ended in early 2018, though, and after it was disclosed that our company had received $26 million to help plan Trump's, uh, Trump's inauguration in June, January 2017. So it's a real hellhole right now to for the Trump administration coming out with all these different... Accusations against him and 
especially in that article, 26 million of taxpayers' um, money went to just his inauguration. There's been no resident that I've known that has spent that much, unfortunately, on inauguration. So something needs to give in our spending habits and all these different um, things that need, they, they need a change either way. So let's hope that people see, get out there and vote. If you do not want things to continue as they are, vote for whoever you want to be. And there, so just vote for the right change. We need people to get back on track to getting this country to where it needs to be. Going back to sports, though, uh, the 2020 NBA playoffs are officially over, and congratulations to the LA Lakers for beating the Miami Heat and the finals four games to two. So the LA Lakers have now won their 17th um, championship. I believe that does tie the the league lead for most championships with the Boston Celtics. So congratulations to LeBron James and the LA Lakers. Turning to the 2020 NHL draft, though, the... NHL draft was held on October 6th to the 7th uh, this year. It was originally scheduled for June 26th to the 27th at Bell Center in Montreal, but was postponed on the March 25th due to the, the pandemic. Uh, and it was held in a remote format where, with teams convening in a video conferencing uh, style and Commissioner Gary Bettman announcing the selections in the opening round, and Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly announcing in the subsequent uh, rounds in the NHL studios from Sacos, New Jersey. And the first selection um, did go to the New York Rangers, and they selected... Alexis Lafrin, uh, who is from Canada and played last for the Ramoski Oceanic uh, of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Um, second was Quinton um, by Fred from Canada, and he was drafted by the LA Kings, and he last played for Sudbury Wolves. Third was Tim Stolz. He's from Germany, and he was selected by Ottawa Senators, who um, got their pick from San Jose. And he last played for Adler um, Mayhem of the DEL. Lucas Raymond was fourth, and he was he's from Sweden, and he was selected by the Detroit Red Wings. He last played for... Frolanda HC of the SHL. Uh, Jake Sanderson of the United States was drafted fifth. 
by the Ottawa Senators. And he last played for the national development team um, of the U.S. Uh, of the And they played their games at the USHL. Uh, Jamie Drysdale last played for... Uh, uh, Jamie Drysdale was drafted six by the Anaheim Ducks. And he's from Canada and last played for the Erie Otters of the OHL. Alexander Holtz was drafted seventh. And he's from Sweden... Drafted by the New Jersey Devils, and he was uh, last played for uh, Jer uh, Gardens IF of the HHL. Uh, Jake Quinn drafted eighth of out of Canada by the Buffalo Sabers, and last played for the Ottawa sixty seventh out of the OHL. Uh, Marco Ruzzi, um was drafted ninth uh, out of and he's out of uh, Austria drafted by the Minnesota Wild and he also last played for the Ottawa 67s of the OHL uh drafted 10th uh Cole Perfetti and he's out of Canada drafted by uh Winnipeg Jets and he last played for the Saginaw Spirit I drafted 11th, uh, Yaroslav uh, Eskarov of, out of Russia by the National Predators, uh, and he last played for Skaznev uh, of, of the VHL. And he was the highest goalie drafted of this, of the 2020, uh, 2020 draft. Uh, 12th, Anton Lundell out of Finland was drafted by Florida Panthers, um, and he last played for HIFK of Liga. Thirteenth uh, was um, Seth Jarvis out of Canada, and he was drafted by Carolina Hurricanes, and they got their pick from Toronto. And he last played for the Portland Winterhawks of the WHL. And Dylan Holloway was drafted fourteenth out of Canada, and he played. He drafted by the. Edmonton Oilers, and he last played for Wisconsin University out of the Big Ten. Fifteenth was Rodinon, Rodinon, uh, Amirov, uh, and he's out of Russia, and he got drafted by the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they got their pick from Pittsburgh, and he last played for Selavet Yulef Yufa out of the KHL. Sixteenth. Uh, Caden Gould out of Canada, and he was drafted by Montreal Canadiens, and he last played for the Prince Albert Raiders of the WHL. 17th, uh, Lucas Rochelle and out of Germany, and he was drafted by the Chicago Blackhawks, and he last played for Isbaran Berlin out of the DEL. 18th was Dawson Mercer, um, and... He's out of Canada, drafted by the New Jersey Devils, and they got this pick from Arizona, the Arizona um, Coyotes. Sorry, guys. And he last played for the uh, Chicotimi Saguins out of the Quebec Major Junior. Uh, 19th was Braden Schneider, and he's out of Canada. And he got drafted by the New York Rangers, and they got this pick from Calgary. 
and he last played for the Brandon Wheat Kings out of the WHL. The 20th was Shakir Makamaldin, and he's out of Russia, and again drafted by the New Jersey Devils. And he, they got this pick from Vancouver and Tampa Bay. And he last played for Savalet Yufa out of the KHL. The uh, 21st pick was Yugur Chinakov uh, out of Russia, and he last played for the Columbus Blue Jackets. And he got drafted by the Columbus Blue Jackets, sorry. And he last played for Avangard Omesk out of the KHL. 22nd was Hendrix Lapierre out of Canada, and he got drafted by the Washington Capitals, and they got this pick from Carolina via the New York Rangers in Calgary. And he last played for the Chikaname Sugawinas of the Quebec Major Junior. 23rd was Tyson Forster out of Canada, and he last played for Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, he got drafted by the Philadelphia Flyers, and um, he last played for the Barry Colts out of the Ontario Hockey League. 24th was Connor Zary out of Canada. Got drafted from Calgary Flames, and they got that draft pick from Washington. Um, and he last played for Kimlop's Blazers out of the WHL. 25th was Justin Barron out of Canada. He was drafted by Colorado Avalanche. And he last played for the Halifax Mooseheads out of the Quebec Major Junior. Uh, 26 was Jake uh, Neighbors out of Canada. And he got drafted by the St. Louis Blues. Uh, he last played for the Edmonton Oil Kings out of WHL. 27th was Jacob Perrault out of Canada. And he got drafted by the Anaheim Ducks. And they got that pick from Boston. And he last played for the Sarnia Sting of the OHL. Uh, Ridley Gregg was drafted 28th out of Canada, and he was drafted by Ottawa Senators, and they got this draft pick from the New York Islanders. And he would last played for the Brandon Wheat Kings out of the WHL. Brandon Brison was drafted 29th out of the United States, and he was drafted by the Vegas Golden Knights. And he last played for the Chicago Steel out of the WFL. Oh. 30th was Maverick Bork out of Canada. And he got drafted by the Dallas Stars. And last played for Shawigan Katarakets out of the Quebec Major Junior. And last pick of the first round was Ozzy Wisblatt out of Canada, and he got drafted by the San Jose Sharks, who got this pick from the Stanley Cup champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning. And he last played for the Prince Albert Raiders. That does wrap up the news for this episode of One News Weekly. Until next time, don't stop believing.